Hi, my name is Ian Parry and welcome to What the Future, the podcast produced by Future Leaders Mentoring. Today we're chatting with Joanne Smalley in one of our expert fireside chats. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Ian. Nice to see you. Yeah, you too. You too. I'm really, um, this this is something that I know when we talk about expertise and experts, um, it, it can get thrown around a little bit easily, but certainly where you're concerned within sort of PR, comms and marketing, you, you're you an industry expert for sure and somebody that is very well known for, you know, sharing your insights and, and, and sort of you've developed relationships and you're you're out there helping people day in day out as far as the, this this area is concerned so i'm really looking forward to seeing where today's conversation goes and i know the people listening to the podcast will take so much insight from it so i'm looking forward to that brilliant i'm really looking forward to it too um yeah it, it should be good thank you so just jumping in then so Tell us how you got into the the world of PR, marketing and comms. How did that happen? Um, so so I fell into marketing. I think most people fall into their careers one way or another. Um, I did a degree in politics, thought politics was my, my lifelong ambition, and then did some work experience in my final year and decided it wasn't. Um, so I graduated from uni, very confused, not not at all sure what I was doing. And then a friend helped me, um, put me in touch with somebody. And I, I got a job working in, in marketing as a marketing assistant, age 21 in central London, working for a management consultancy. Had a ball, loved it, um, really enjoyed it, um, moved into sort of event management. And, and I think that's where we're going on to talk about networking. I think that's where my love of networking came from, um, because I started really my career in events management. Um and then moved into, I, I suppose, um, I sort of fell into energy because um, I got a job at E.ON. Um, and I was um, in the B2B team at, at E.ON looking after relationships with the MEUC and EIC and all the big industry players. Um, and then they asked me to build a, the B2B website, which was a bit of a random one. Wow. Um, so um, I built the B2B sales platform. So I got into sort of digital and online marketing and that, that's where I started that from. And from there on, it sort of snowballed. And, and I've been in the energy sector for, I hate to say it, nearly close on 20 years now, um, doing a variety of different roles. I headed at comms at Alexon um, through um, pre-smart metering when we were all trying to decide what the DCC should look like and whether it was a thick or a thin model, if, if people remember yeah. those conversations. Um, I looked after nuclear at EDF when we were we were bidding for the sort of Hinkley Point permissions. Um, I was looking after Kings North when all the CCS discussions were happening there. Um, so I've, I've done a real sort of diverse cross section of, of energy from wow. regulation for retail yeah. through to generation. Blimey. And that would have, I mean, the just the types of conversations you'd have had there, that kind of going from communicating to customers you know, both B2C and B2B, and then talking about Hinkley Point. I mean, that that that's a, a really crazy kind of change in topics. That that was... Yeah, it, it's, it's a biggie. It, it's one of the banes of my life is that I think as a sector, we haven't done a particularly good job of, of, of talk, telling the, the customer the challenges of, of, of our energy system and how it how it is put together and how it's sustained and how the move to net zero will need to happen. Yeah. And and I was banging on about this sort of 15 years ago. Um, 
you know, we, we don't tell people why smart meters are important other than, you know, the, the, the safe, the cost saving is kind of negligible, but it's the yeah. bigger picture stuff. You know, we, we haven't told people why nuclear is important in, in, the, in, in the right way. And I think we've, we've sort of as an industry have, have made it a lot harder than we need to yeah. because we haven't brought the customer with us on the journey. And that's been my lifelong ambition to try and try and change that. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the PR at an industry level, um, we, we're the punching bag um, mm. of the media and we're not, we're not really, I wouldn't say punching bag because that's, that's, a, that's a bit uh, aggressive, but we're not, we're not really standing our ground and explaining, um, you know, to the, to the person on the street that, you know, all of these massive profits that are being made by the likes of BP and Shell, the, the link then into the retail system is just just not there so i think we we've done a dreadful job of that yeah vertical integration hasn't been our friend over the years to be fair um you know the way the system has was set up hasn't been hasn't been our friend but um i think you know and we haven't done always done the right thing by customers so you yeah. know I've, I've been in press offices dealing with some pretty horrendous situations where energy retailers got it really 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 wrong yeah and, and haven't fixed it um but I, I i still think you know we need to get it we need to treat our the customers right we need to have the big conversations and it's not just energy retail that needs to do that it's it's generation and and you know even just dis the distribution transmission network um they're getting better at understanding that they also have to talk to their customers um and and they need to they need to have the uh, you know get across the right messages yes. um but I, I do wonder whether it's a little bit too little too late um to bring yes. customers fully with us on this journey yeah yes i think um i think i think you're right there so jump jumping onto the topic then as you mentioned of of, of networking <clears throat> you know it's a it's something that seems to be part of day-to-day careers now networking a lot more than, than than it used to be um what what's your definition of of networking then and how would you describe it um I, I think networking is is just making connections um really and and that's in a technical sense and, and, a, and a personal sense yeah. it, it's um it's building human connections um in an era when actually it's all too easy not to do that um and that's why I think it's it's incredibly valuable because that those human connections are so incredibly important, both in building your career and positioning yourself, and in also growing your own business or the business you happen to work for. So, so I think networking is all about that human to human interaction. Yeah, and I like that really simplistic description actually, because it's uh, uh, I'm a I oversimplify things uh, a lot uh, in 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 my sort of day to day career conversations, and I just like that. Nice and simple. This is this is mm. what it is. Um, so then, just kind of moving on then to you know a face to face event, which certainly in the past of all, has always been a a fearful experience for me. But how would how would you describe you know a great networking outcome from a from an event of some sort? What what does that look like for you? I, I think the problem is people trans, uh, sort of fix too too hard on, oh, I've got to go and meet as many people as possible and get as many business cards as possible. And I've got to go mm. and, you know, come away with this stack of business cards that I'm going to follow up with emails the day after. Networking, to my mind, works best when it's it's not that formalised structural approach. And I know for some people it 
they need that kind of guide to help them through it. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I love going to events and I love talking to people. And if I have some interesting conversations while I'm there, that for me is the best possible outcome. So if I come away to an event thinking I've had some really interesting conversations, I've learned something new, I've met some new people, um, then that for me is a successful networking event. So I think getting moving away from that um, transactional approach to networking, and, and this is something I'm really passionate about, is, is a lot of people view networking as a very transactional um, mm. sort of activity. It, yeah. it shouldn't, I mean, the end result is, is potentially transactional, but but I you shouldn't look into a specific event as, as being a transactional networking event. You yeah. should look into it and say, I don't know where this is going to take me. Um, I don't know who I'm going to meet. I don't know what conversations I'm going to have, but I'm open to whatever goes on in, in that space. Yeah. Um, and then if something's interesting, if something needs following up, then I'll, then I'll jump on it. And, you know, two years down the line, you might end up having a sales conversation or a job, a career conversation or a job conversation with somebody um, that you met at that event two years ago. Yes. But don't jump on, don't look at it and saying, right, I've, I've got six business cards. I will follow all of them up with and then expect something to happen out of all of them because that's not how networking works. And yeah. that's not he- how human relationships work. No. And, and you, you're, you've been you know quite a strong advocate for this on linkedin actually have you of that that kind of you know you've just connected with me and you're selling me something immediately um and yeah. you know it's it's inappropriate because you, you you probably haven't even looked at my profile yet you're selling me something that doesn't make any sense to me so you're missing all of those authentic connections that you've just described in that networking uh, experience or the or the journey really and and you know certainly there's probably at least once a month you're sharing an experience that is pretty negative um, but it's calling people out and certainly I think there's lessons to be learned in that for people that are selling or involved in business development when they hear about experiences like yourselves. Yeah, I, I know you see a lot of my rants on LinkedIn, Ian, um, and I do rant quite frequently about this. I, I am a big, this applies both face-to-face and on LinkedIn and through social social media. Um, I'm a big, big sort of, um, what's, what's the word? I advocate for, for, for building human relationships through LinkedIn before you jump into the sales conversation. Um, and everybody bangs on about social selling and using LinkedIn to make and and have those conversations. But even when you're selling sort of a low value proposition, I mean, I, I exist, most, most of my world exists in a B2B context, um, which is obviously big ticket items, relationship marketing and all that kind of stuff. Even there, even if you translate that into sort of lower ticket items, even B2C, you know, you've got to build trust first. You've got to build a sense of, um this person likes me i can do business with them or i want to do business with them um even in b2b a lot of people say it's still human to human you're still buying from a person so don't jump straight in with the sales pitch don't jump straight in and this is this is face-to-face networking as well right so when you go into a room and people say hi i'm so and so how are you what do you do don't just go straight into a sales pitch you know, I tend to sort of brush over it. I say, oh, I do marketing and comms for the energy and tech space, but um, tell me about yourself, you know, because people love to talk about themselves. 
Um, so I'm not there immediately with the sales pitch because if that person likes me and likes what I have to say and is interested, they'll get in touch with me further down the line and they'll remember me. But if I jump straight in with a, oh, I'm in marketing, how can I help your business? What do you do? They're just going to want to walk away as quickly as possible. You know, it's going to be quite awkward. And the same goes for LinkedIn. So it's it's really about serving people the right content on LinkedIn. Um, mm. And I say that in quote marks. You know, it's the same when you're in a face-to-face environment. You've got to give to get. Um, and, and sometimes that's just about being a nice person and having an interesting conversation rather than jumping straight in there with a sales pitch. Yeah, no, I think I think you're spot on there. Um, so so just thinking about networking for a, for a moment as far as the face-to-face side of it. So I mentioned earlier that, you know, networking for me was always a scary experience. Um, why, do you, why do you think... You know, pe- people like me and others find that kind of face-to-face networking experience such a scary, sweaty palms experience. Then, I, well, first and foremost, I think it's because people tend to put too much pressure on it. So, okay. so they go in with this: I must come away with this many business cards. I must meet people that are interesting. I think if people were a little bit more relaxed about why they were going into the room and just saying, mm-hmm. you know, let's see who I meet, let's have some interesting conversations, that would be that. You know, that's the first hurdle. Yeah, don't, take the don't, pressure off then. Yeah, take the pressure off. You're not, you know, even even BMI or, or these like formalized networking events that happen monthly that a lot of people go to, even those kind of events, they in them they, they put pressure on people to, to make the connection and to pass business their way. Yeah. Don't look at networking like that. Look at it as, as, as I say, building a human connection with people. And if you can just go in and talk to people like a normal human being and and take all those expectations off it will become a lot less scary but I think also people tend to you know a lot of people it's not natural to talk to strangers right you know as adults we we find it really it's a great they just run up to each other and go who are you and and the next thing you know they're best friends um adults find it really really challenging to talk to other adults who they don't know um so it's really really important that you sort of have some just some basic questions you can ask people that, you know, open a conversation, mm. um, but also can close a conversation um, or can, uh, can enable you to move on. So you don't get trapped talking to one person for yes. an hour and a half, um, but do it in a really, really human way. Um, and, and it takes practice. It's not easy. It's not straightforward. But as I said, I spent my first sort of two or three years of my career standing on event stands, exhibition stands and, you you have to you have to develop some techniques to talk to people in in, yes. in human ways when you do that and and that that was really helpful. Um, so I think yeah, it's just developing these sort of questions that you you know what you can open a conversation even if it's a oh and and why did you come here today or what are you looking to get out today or why do you find well, you know what have you found interesting about the event so far? Um, typically, we'll be in the energy we'll all be in the energy space. So a, a, you know, a question about what is it, you know, what's your specific interest around today's event? Um, yeah. Really good way to open up the conversation. Yes. So nice. Just having a couple of those questions up your sleeve to get past that, what feels like an awkward thing, but it's just a nice open question. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of helps to reduce the pressure because you've got those things prepared and you've not gone into the room thinking, as you say, I must get five leads today or must get six cards or whatever it might be. Yeah, and and, and use the network you already have. So 
I always like to, I mean, I'm, I'm, as you say, I've done this for years, but, but if you're going to a networking event and you know a few people in advance, say you, you know, say to them, are you going, can I come along yeah, Let's, and yeah, have a conversation? Yeah. Yes. Um, share. Oh, I'm really interested in speaking to somebody from, Mm. So, so do you know anybody there oh could you introduce me that would you know that makes the life make the most of the connections you already have yes. but don't do it in a I mean I hate people who go who walk straight up to you and go do you know so and so can you introduce me you know it's got to be a human win-win um thing as well but what I would also say is if you're going to an event it's always good if you're going to a specific networking event so so things like conferences and exhibitions are slightly different if you're going to a net, something that's pitched as a networking event, make sure you get there nice and early. Get rid of your coat, put your bag to one side, get yourself a drink. Talk to the organisers. Um, that's that's the first thing. Is you say it's you could say just go up to them and say hi. It's my first time at one of these events. Um, would you mind introducing me to a few people that you know? Um, and that can really open you know yeah, that can come yeah, open yeah. the conversation and make you feel like you have a like a friend in the room. Yes. Um, before you can move on to, to actually meeting some other people. So so ask the organisers if they'll introduce you to some people. They'll often, you know, it's their job to facilitate that. So they'll often want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And they they want the session to go well, don't they? They want yeah. people to come back again and, and to um, see it as a success. So so that's a that's a good little tip, actually. Um, and just thinking about the, the the types of people that that you work with to help network who, you know, who do you work with? What, what, how, how do you sort of, how do you describe them? I, um, I work with everybody. Um, so, so I've done work for big corporates and I've helped them with their positioning and their networking. And, and I've acted on behalf of big corporates at events and, and networking um, things and opening doors. I, 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 talk, I say my job in, in those kind of scenarios is a door opener, um, you know, and helping people get out, getting their message out. But I also work with a lot of smaller businesses um, and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and also people who are sort of looking to change up their career and shift change what they do and, and where they go. Um, so people who are looking to take a, take a leap or a stepping stone and what I can help them, what I try and help them do is, is understand the, the benefit of networking and how having a broad social network in, in a work context can really help take the next step in their career or potentially open up another career path. Um, I mean, it's just applying basic marketing techniques that you use with corporates into, into an individual. Um, and yeah. people don't think of it like that. They don't think of, oh, I, I need to market myself. That's effectively what networking is. It's, it's doing marketing for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're, I think you're right there. Um, and do you, um, do you have like a, a preference of the, of the, you know, do you prefer working with the larger guys or the the solopreneurs? Or I like to mix it up. I mean, I I, I get the most value from working with individuals um, and people who are perhaps a little bit uncertain about what the next step on their career journey is, or have a very clear idea but don't necessarily know on how to execute it. Um, so I've done quite a bit of work with people who who are changing careers and help them sort of develop their personal brand and how they position themselves in the market. Um, not just in energy, you know, in a, in a wide variety of, of things, but I also love working with people who are perhaps early stage in their career, but don't know how to position themselves well for the next job or the next promotion um, and help them develop their skills in networking, um, networking internally. So, you know, if you work for the likes of Centrica or EDF, 
networking within your organization is just as important as networking mm. outside your organization, especially at the beginning of your career. You know, the people you meet in the various parts of the organization and how you can leverage, you know, learn from them, develop the skills. Um, some of the best people I, you know, people I consider friends now are people I, I really should, my past shouldn't have necessarily crossed with them when I was working at various organizations, but you meet people and you, you're open to building that network and, and those relationships. So those are the kind of people I, I like to help. Great. Um, so, so thinking about um, bringing all of this together then, so I've listened, listened to this podcast and I've got, got this idea, right? Okay. I've got a networking event coming up next week. Is there like one thing you want me to remember out of everything that you said, you kind of go, do you know what, Ian, before you rock up at that event, do this, do this one thing, or have I typically oversimplified things and it's not just about one thing? It's not necessarily about one thing, but what I would say is the first thing to everybody, before you go to an event, don't put any pressure on yourself. Just, you know, just take the pressure off. Um, go along to an event. You're going, in our industry, you're probably going to an industry event that's talking about a subject matter that you're interested in yeah. or um, you know there'll be interesting people in the room. Um, so be interested um you know take the pressure off walk in and say again i'm not looking to collect 25 business cards today i'm just going to go and have some interesting conversations and then make sure you've got those sort of openers in your pocket that aren't forced you know just so why are you here today or oh i found the last session really interesting what did what did you think did you mm. did you sit in, in and watch that one and if they say, no, no, I didn't. And I said, oh, what, what were you doing? You know, you, you kind of open the conversation. Um, so so just take the pressure off. Be natural, be normal. Don't, don't feel like you have to be some persona. It's about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and look to build human-to-human -human conversations. Um, you're not trying to sell straight away. Yeah. You want people to like you as a person and, and to be interested in you as a person. And then you can kind of move on to to to, to it further down the line. Yes. Um, and LinkedIn is a wonderful tool. So if you don't feel like you um, it's, you can ask for somebody's business card, for example, sometimes they said, "Oh, can I can I take your card? I'd be really interested." Connect. If you don't feel like that's a natural step in the conversation, you can LinkedIn stalk them. I say this with you know, don't actually stalk them because. <laughs> that's quite not good but you know you can go you can look them up it's really easy in, in the world today to find somebody who you've had a conversation with and just drop them a note on linkedin and say look i really enjoyed chatting to you at this event yeah. i would really like to connect with you and all of a sudden bang you've got a network yes um i tell listening to everything you said uh joanne it, it seems like this would be a wonderful module in a sales training course of some sort you know, this it's, it's just like because this the, the idea of just building a human connection, yeah, nice and simple, but it's something that you know the number of salespeople that I know that go into events, they select the event, and they 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 have a metric in their mind, just like you've described. Yeah. Um, do do you do you do much of that, or or was that sort of quite quite difficult to get into those those areas? I think people, it's a difficult conversation because a lot of salespeople think they're really great at networking um, and 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 often aren't necessarily open to, to feedback and training. But um, what I would say, I, I do I do quite a lot of training on LinkedIn 
um, mm -hmm. on how to use LinkedIn for, um, both for career um, sort of people early stage careers or people who are looking to, to grow their career people who are looking to move into different subject areas, but also companies to help them how they can use LinkedIn. Yeah. And what, what I always sort of say to people um, then is, is very much about not rushing into that sales conversation. Um, and, and, and I think that's quite important for salespeople. So, you know, I think I would love to think that a salesperson could get something from it, from this podcast or this conversation. Yeah. Um, and, and go on to, to learn a bit more about how building that human to human interaction is is the most important. And, and the best business development people I know are the ones who you don't feel like are selling to you. I think yes. I think that's the thing to remember. And that's, it, that goes for networking. You don't want to feel like you're being sold to. You want to feel actually like, um, you know, like you're having a normal conversation and, and especially yeah in energy where we're, it's it's a really small industry right we, we mostly know each other quite well mm. um you don't want to be that person who's the pushy sales person who's who's always trying to get things over the line you want to be the person that somebody will turn to when they have a challenge yes and you want to position yourself in that space and and, and i think you know i'd love to help people develop those skills um, and, and build those human to human connections because I think it makes it a better industry for all of us. Yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on. Do you know something, John? In in as part of this podcast, I'd forgotten I was on a podcast. I thought we were just having a, a, a back and forth conversation about networking and, and me picking up and, and trying to learn from you on how I can get better at at sort of next event that I go to. I kind of forgotten that I was supposed to be hosting a podcast there for a second. <laughs> so so for me then, the, the, the really key, you know, notes to take away then <clears throat> at the end of this podcast is, you know, it's it's about building a human connection. Mm -hmm. and that, that I think is, and you've said the word human a number of times. Um, and I think that's so, so important. That sort of authentic human connection is is so so important in, in everything that you've said and what I'm what I'm taking away from it. Um equally just take away that pressure. You know, if somebody's giving you metrics to go to a networking event, put those out of your head and and you know forget about that. And having some of those questions to open up, having a couple of questions up your sleeve, whether it's about, you know, what somebody is is you know, looking to get out of the event, what they thought of the last session, what you thought of the last session, mm -hmm. but also having that, um, dare I say it, comfort blanket of LinkedIn after. So if you yeah. had a conversation or, or even if you saw somebody on stage talking yeah. and you didn't get the chance to shake their hand and say what you thought to connect with them afterwards. And because I've spoken at events and had somebody contact me afterwards to to say they liked what I had to say, and that was wonderful for me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the that's the other thing to remember. There's two sides of this human connection, and I think it's so lovely to get a message like that after you've spoken. Yeah, and don't think, oh, can I can I reach out to this person that I think is quite important because they were on a stage at some point, and and I guess it's just realizing that that message could be so so important for that person's day as well absolutely i mean that everybody loves validation right <laughs> everybody loves to be validated yeah. 
Yeah. So getting a message from somebody to say, I really enjoyed what you had to say. I'd love to connect with you. Um, and that's one of my like number one rules of LinkedIn engagement is is always make it a win-win situation for people when you connect. Don't just go and say, I want you, I want to be part of your network. Go and say why you want to be part of their network and, and make it a benefit for them as well, or, yeah. or, or flattering for them. And yeah. that's the that's the easiest way to connect. So yeah, completely agree. I think re- that's a really good good way to reach out to people afterwards. Cool. Thank you, Joanne. So um great uh, amount of advice you've been able to give us today. Uh, loads of insight. Um, so much so as I say, I forgot I was on the podcast <laughs> I was supposed to be hosting. So thank you for that and your your time today, Joanne. I think we'll we'll look to get into the LinkedIn um conversation and insight on a separate podcast. I think that that absolutely deserves its own um 30, 40 minutes as well, actually. Yeah, definitely. Love to chat about that. Thank you, Joanne. So as always, thank you for choosing to listen to What the Future. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please hit subscribe and tell others about us. And finally, mentoring is a hugely valuable step on the leadership journey, and we're here to help make a difference. If you feel the same way, then please get involved. Tap the Join Us button on our webpage, which is www.futureleadersmentoring.com, and follow us on LinkedIn to get jumped into the conversation. For now, goodbye, and we'll speak again soon.